You're listening to Real Talk with MBK, a podcast designed to raise emotional and relational consciousness. I'm your host, Mary Beth Konis. Real Talk with MBK will regularly cover sensitive topics, so this podcast is for adults only and may contain adult language. Also, Real Talk with MBK is not offering any psychiatric or medical diagnoses. We're here to open up conversation about the beautiful, gritty experience of being human. So if you're ready to awaken your mind and ignite a more creative approach to your life, you're in the right place, and welcome. Welcome back, my friends. All right, so I got some reviews from some wonderful reviewers that said to turn up my mic volume, so hopefully this week will be better. Um, While I'm on the topic of reviews, if you enjoy the content that's in your ear, please stop by wherever you listen and leave a five-star review and a written review that helps me get into more people's feeds and into their ears. So that would be awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm so thankful to be able to bring my little piece of experience and thoughts and tools and whatnot to the world. So I am eternally grateful for you listening today. And today's topic shall be power perspective. I lived without power for over a decade, if not two. And I truly seek to never live without power again. And so I've created this life for myself post-domestic abuse, marriage, and post-suicide and um, the loss of my kid's dad where I get to go into every room and every conversation and meet all kinds of people and be in all kinds of environments and always have power. If I ever feel small or less than someone else or just not even someone else, it's just less than what I normally feel. Um, that is a huge sign and an immediate sign that I need to figure out where there needs to be a boundary. So the essence of the power perspective comes from taking responsibility wherever the fuck you can. And this radical responsibility taking requires brutal fucking honesty. And I say it all the time. I say it to my kids, except I don't say the F word. Um, You have to be honest about your part in the play. And I think of life as one big game, right? And then there's all these different matches or sets or whatever you want to call it. That's, you know, maybe a season of a relationship or um, a new job or whatever the path is. And it's a new play, right? So within each match, you have a play and um, this is how I view life. So if I am 
conscious of my role and the part I want to be playing or the position I want to have, um, then I'm able to see things honestly and take responsibility in a radical way. Now, fault and responsibility are two separate things, and I am not talking about whose fault it is. That's a very small way of thinking, in my opinion, to, to get stuck there, I'll say. So I'll just use the um, example of domestic abuse, as that's something near and dear to my heart. It was never my fault that I was abused, right? That's always in the, um, that's going to be the responsibility and the blame should be on the abuser, right? There's no excuse for that. It's inhumane and unacceptable, period. Now, that does not mean I have no responsibility in that play because responsibility equals power. So I'm not saying responsibility does not equal fault. Um, so when I say I have responsibility in that play, I'm not saying, well, had I not enabled or had I not done this or that, then, you know, he wouldn't have abused me. No, that he was going to do it no matter what I did, unless I flexed my responsibility. And I eventually did. Um, I finally took up my power and I said, you know what? I am not going to be treated this any way, this way anymore. And when I did that, first of all, it takes brutal honesty before you can even set that boundary and step into your power. I had to be honest that my alter reality that I had been living in for the 10 years we were married was shit. It was total bullshit. So before I could set the boundary and step into power and take responsibility for my part of the play, um, I had to get honest about that. And so once I let that go, which I call that my an identity crisis because it was absolutely earth shattering for me to have the collision of alter reality that I had been building with such precious stone and delicate care um, to make sure everything was perceived correctly and no one would know how crushingly disappointing my marriage was and how small I felt and the crash with actual reality and the honesty of what my life was, which was subpar, abuse victim. I was letting go of all of my power and I was becoming a shell of a person. So when those realities collided, that's when I was able to get honest and then take responsibility. And once I started taking responsibility, it became so fucking addictive to me. I have not stopped since. I And I tend to be, you know, and I don't know if anybody's ever heard of or taken the Strength Finders um, personality quiz, but it's a book. And um, one of my top uh, strengths is responsibility. Okay. So that's just in my blood that I want to take responsibility and almost to a fault where I take responsibility for other people's shit. That's not mine. So that for me has been a practice to learn, um, truly figuring out what's mine and what someone else's and only taking responsibility for my own stuff. Um, so that will protect from codependency. But, um, once I, started taking responsibility for myself, I just, I get, I got so much power back and it was so, it was like fuel and sustenance and just this like really substantial 
gooey, delicious, nutritious food for my soul and my spirit that I had been starved of for a decade. And then I was on the search for all the other areas and places that I could take responsibility. So another one that came after that was I needed to know what part specifically I was playing in that abusive relationship because I wanted to never do that again. Um, And I know the statistics with women who come out of a domestic violence um, intimate partner relationship and go right back into another one and that perpetual cycle. And I was like, over my dead fucking body, will I do that to myself or my children? Um, So I took years to find my part. Like, what was my role? Where, what drew me to this man and where can I heal and what's my responsibility? So, um, once I found that after years and it was, it wasn't just like one thing, it was layers of different things, but, um, in a gist, it all boiled down to, I had not, um, defined my authentic self and really, like taking a stand in that and practice being my authentic self because what comes with being true to yourself um, and finding your own truth and all of that is the ability to set boundaries so that you can flow in a relationship always feeling safe and secure. And that doesn't mean I wouldn't be triggered or have wounds or get hurt or anything like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I created this sense of security and safety for myself that was based solely on me and not what other people do or how they behave or what choices they make. So, and you know, worst case scenario, which is going to happen to all of us, is we will lose our partner. We will lose the people we love, whether through death or divorce or breakup or, you know, whatever. We are going to lose them. So once this idea started to solidify and I, um, you know, practiced setting boundaries for myself and um, practiced my self-care and that true, deep, intimacy with myself, um, I became so solid inside that I could show up wherever and be 100% authentic. Like I, there's no piece of me that has to wear a mask or has to, um, practice what I say before I see these type of people, or I go to this meeting or I'm in this kind of conversation. I don't have to practice or rehearse anymore. Like sometimes I do, you know, if I'm talking about something sensitive, I just want to be extra gracious in in that and the way I deliver that. But that's very different than showing up as a version of myself that's maybe not my true authentic self. So um, once I got so solid within my core, um... I had this safety, it was like a safety net. I created my own safety net of if I go into a relationship and they hurt me, which they will, right? Or leave me or die 
which all of those things have happened (laughs) and they will happen again. So I'm like, when that happens, this safety net and this sense of security in me is so deep because I've practiced it and I've committed to it and I'm the only one who's in control of it. And I, this is what it is. This is the safety net. I trust myself to make it through the heartache and the brokenness, the feelings of brokenness and whatever grief comes. And that level of trust is priceless. It truly is. And no one can give it to you and no one can take it away. And that is power. Boom, right there. That's it. That's the power perspective. So if, if what I'm talking about is like super foreign and like what, no, I don't feel that way ever or whatever, then that, let that be an invitation to you to do some work here because I mean, my God, our world would change if we were all living with this crazy radical sense of power. And it's not, you know, power over other people. It's not trying to control situations. It's not trying to compete for some result or title or anything like that. That is not the kind of power I'm talking about. This is the kind of power that is so individual and only within yourself and only you can touch it. Um, and only you can give it up or feed it or nurture it. So, uh, it's incredibly just life giving and it's changed my life. So, I'm sorry, I hit my microphone. Um, so if you haven't experienced that, or if you feel powerless or have felt lost in life, um, there is an opportunity for growth there that I highly recommend you take and getting help to take those steps towards your authentic self is 1000% worth the time, the money, the effort, um, the discomfort that of like, oh, I got to face, you know, myself and sit with that aloneness and, and things like that. It's very uncomfortable to think about and maybe even decide to do but I'm a living testament that it is absolutely 100% worth it. So the way my life has changed since this is I lost that fear, that, that low-key fear that was following me everywhere. So it was a low-key fear of, um, you know, maybe my friends won't invite me to that party or maybe my partner is going to leave me at any day. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe I'm going to break like one day something's going to happen and I just, that'll be it for me. And I can't cope. I can't keep functioning. I can't work. I can't find work, whatever it is, uh, something might break me or maybe I can't parent. I don't know how to do this. Um, and what if I'm fucking up my kids beyond repair and I'm all alone in that there's nobody to bounce things off of and like all these things. So And I didn't, I'm not like a big, I'm not a very fearful person um, generally, but they were, there were a lot of low key fears that kind of 
traveled with me. And so what I would do is no matter who I was around, I was kind of asking them in, in every story I told or every update about my life or my kids or whatever, I was kind of low-key asking them, hey, like, you think I'm going to be okay? <laughs> do you believe in me? Do you believe I can do this? And I needed that validation and approval, um, which in asking someone else the question only I could answer I gave away my power. And luckily, 95% of the people that I converse with are very trustworthy and whole, always have my best interest in mind and are very kind and tenderhearted. Um, but still, even still, I that release of power, that giving up that I, I would hand over to them, I would walk away emptier. And uh, like a, even a little bit more like, oh God, I don't know. And then that created some anxiety with me. So then I'd wake up in the morning with low-key anxiety. And I'm like, why, do I, why am I anxious? That's so weird. I'm like a laid-back hippie personality. So what is, what is this all about? And then throughout the day, it's like these fears follow me. And that changed. When, when I started to take responsibility... I didn't have to ask anybody a question about it anymore. Like, I don't have questions about... I mean, I have specific questions about parenting that I talk to my kid's therapist about. Like, hey, this isn't working so well. Can you give me some more tools? But I don't have questions about, can I handle my kids? Am I a capable parent? Will I be able to raise them into some sort of functioning human beings? Do I have what it takes? Like those questions all settled because I took responsibility for my growth and my own commitment to my kids and I'm paying attention and all of those things. So, but it started with brutal fucking honesty. Like I'm scared as shit to raise kids alone. Like that's really, really, really scary. And it's not the same thing as when a partner or a parent is overseas and fighting. It is not the same thing as a single parent by divorce. It's not. When you are the only other existing human who created that child left in the world because the other one died, it's really scary and daunting to another level. Now, I also understand single parenting because I did that for a while too from divorce. And, and that has its own degree of absolute fear and, oh God, that's scary too. Trusting some other partner that you're no longer in um, cohorts with to take care of your babies and like make sure they're safe to your standards and stuff like that. It's terrifying. So there are different degrees of that I mean, there's all, fear is all over the map, right? We, we get it. Um, but I got f honest about my fear of raising my kids alone and my ability to do it because, you know, not having someone to say, hey, you're kind of like stuck in a corner there about that idea or like maybe back off or maybe you need to step up it, step it up a little bit here or whatever. I didn't have that. I didn't have that other person you know, kind of with their input. So that was very scary. But once I got really honest with all of those things, 
whatever the fear was, as soon as it came up, I named it. And then I took responsibility for it. And I said, okay, how can I turn this into learning for me and growth and expansion? And that shift right there, getting honest, not denying reality of my fear or whatever the emotion is, the scary emotion, my anger, whatever it is. And then taking the next step and committing to growth and solving that problem and and continuing to learn it was a game changer for me changed my entire life so that is the idea of the week that I want you guys to maybe just ponder and keep in the back of your mind and think about how how you can be the most honest about your life your thoughts your situation your relationship whatever it is and then where you can take responsibility. And again, it's not about fault and whose fault it is and they should pay and they should uh, you know, be held accountable. That's a powerless stance. And I do believe in justice. However, that's a different topic. Um, power comes from you taking ownership of your story and creating the life you want. So go get it. Be a beast. Be a warrior. Um, and we'll talk next week. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. This conversation isn't just for me and you. It's for friends, family, colleagues, and our children. Please spread the enlightenment with your people. If you found this content to be helpful, be sure to leave a favorable review wherever you're listening from. And if today's real talk was really talking to you, send it to a loved one so they can join the conversation. Thank you again for listening and investing in the betterment of you and the world around you.